This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You said my world on even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Get your head in the financial game with smart investing and budgeting tips straight from the nerds. NerdWallet's experts will set future you up for success with dependable fact-based insights. No financial misinformation allowed. Learn how to save on your summer vacation. Find your next credit card or loan for a big purchase and invest in your next index fund. Make smarter decisions in 2024. Follow NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Y'all know me. If there is action happening or going on in our community, I want to be there. I want to be where the people are, where things are taking place, where lives are being changed. And when I found out that Metro Transit was having a um, hiring event for operators, um, I was like, find me a room because I want to broadcast my show from uh, their North Loop garage where they are interviewing people on the spot. They are allowing people to test drive buses. They are even helping uh, people apply. Um, They have rooms set up where folks are going in and getting assistance with um, filling out these applications. And I must have called everybody at my church and said, look, uh, you need to get that boy up off your couch uh, you need to get him down here to the North Loop garage so he can not only get one of these jobs that's paying $26 an hour, but also that $5,000 sign-on bonus. You can get your house back. And I tell you, I've seen at least three church members uh, because, you know, during COVID, a lot of people lost their jobs. And they had to move back in with their parents. And y'all get your house back. Get your son, get your daughter 
over here to this Metro Transit Operator Hiring Event. Um, it is a well-oiled machine, and Brian Funk is here with me. He's the Chief Operating Officer joining me on the John Schuster Caldwell Banker Hotline. Let me tell you something, Brian. Your team here at Metro Transit has created a spirit of uh, love and warmth um, and just inclusivity, and they have received everybody. They are outside waving folks in. They are in the garage telling people where to park. They are making sure that the people who come down here to apply for one of these good-paying operator jobs uh, knows exactly where to go, and they are treating people with so much love and dignity and respect. I've been to hiring events before, uh, Brian, and I've seen folks, when you get off the elevator, they don't want to be there and they don't want you there. But everybody's been greeted with a smile and a love and a handshake and a pat on the back and instruction. The translators are here. It's it's just absolutely amazing. So congratulations. I, I mean, the place is, is full but not too packed. People can still come out because it's going on until noon. Yeah, you're exactly right. And, you know, I got to say, I am glad that you're receiving that feeling. We're a a caring, world-class organization who wants to add more people to our family. And I'm just so happy because our team was so excited to pull this together and, you know, make the most of this opportunity. And really, like you said, welcome more people in to do a job that's so meaningful in our communities. And, you know, I I was talking to somebody the other day and I said, we all have bus drivers either in our family or, you know, somebody who's like a play uncle. And those were always the guys who had a little extra money in their pocket. They were the fancy dressers. They were the deacons at the church. And, you know, it was generational. And driving a bus was at one point um, like the family business, especially for people in the black community. Those operators retired with their pension. They put their kids through college. They they bought a house. They didn't have to struggle. And somewhere along the way, nothing against dashing uh, to door and lifting people to the airport, we got away from that. And, and I'm telling people, it's time that we get back to the family business. Um, you know, and, and I know folks who wake up at 6 o'clock in the morning dashing the doors, delivering groceries and, and McDonald's, and then lifting folks to the airport all night, and they are still having trouble making ends meet. And, and you've got not only this, you know, $26 an hour job, but also an opportunity for that sign-on bonus for, for drivers who qualify. You're exactly right. And it's, you know, it's a, a career. And I know a lot of the uh, folks that you mentioned, they can get people a job, but this is a career. I've been here for more than 20 years. Most of the people that are at our event helping new people sign up have been here uh, going on that long in our business because it's something that we really believe in and care about, you know, and beyond uh, that starting wage, you know, every year for five years, you're getting a guaranteed 5% pay increase. And so that's only going to go up from there. And every two weeks, your check is there. It's what you earned and it's right. And we got benefits and retirement and growth opportunities. It's just, I can't say enough about uh, how excited we are to welcome more people onto our team. Uh, we'd like to, of course, have more service on the street right now, but it's as good a time as any to keep building ourselves back. And, you know, I was talking to Mr. Robert Pratt. Um, I'm going to be 
I'm going to be talking to one of the operators later on this show, but a couple of weeks ago, I was talking to Mr. Robert Pratt and he, um, you know, has been driving for 20 plus years. Um, and you know, he said, I never thought about being an operator, but a deacon at my church, you know, told me that I should go and apply. And 22 years later, I'm, you know, providing for my family, saving for my kids college. I bought a home and, You know, it was just so good to hear that story. But that's a story that we've lived, especially in the black community. You know, all my uncles and cousins and, you know, somebody at our church, folks that I knew were um, bus operators. Um, And and like I said, these were the cats with the shiny shoes and the Cadillacs. And, (laughs) you know, you could always go to for a loan, you know, that you knew you weren't going to pay back. And they knew you weren't going to pay it back, but they gave it to you anyway because they had the extra money, you know. And so, you know, as young people, we saw that. And so we grew up uh, wanting to be bus drivers. But at some point in the road, there was a, a disconnect. And, you know, I just find this a, a perfect time to remind people in my community, at my church, in my social circles, on my, you know, social media channels, that this, you know, for generations was a family business. You're, you're right. And it's a place that whether you have uh, people who are connected by blood or just by the people you work with and count on every day, I believe that we truly view ourselves as a family. I've worked at six different locations here in my time, and I can still walk in those doors and feel welcome and connect with people like I never left. And that's one of the things that uh, stability at a place like Metro Transit, really, you're not going to find it in most businesses. Uh, when you come here, I believe you're not just a number. You really count. Everybody matters, and we try to build that into the culture. And that event, the Metro Transit Operator Hiring Event, is going on now until noon over at their North Loop Garage. That is where I am. Come by and say hi, 608th Avenue in Minneapolis. Like I've said, I've already seen some of my church members who are bringing their sons down. They were like, girl, I felt you when you said get that boy off your couch. He can get his own spot. I don't have to wait for him to get his first check. He going to get a bonus so he can get that bonus. Go get him a love seat, a little futon, and, and put down a deposit on an apartment, and you, you could have your retired, empty house life back. Um, because this is just a, a life-changing um, opportunity. And when we start talking about, Brian, building generational wealth and opportunities um, for our families, um, this is a great way to start doing that. It is. We have, uh, as you've mentioned uh, multiple times, that great way to start out. You have the stability. We have plans that will help people make those investments so that you're able to have a financial future uh, that is going to help you and your family for years to come. Uh, Plus, most people are able to uh, do what they want. You can have that lifestyle where you're able to invest in property, buy a house or a condo, have a nice car, go on vacation. All of those things are definitely achievable. And our team really is looking for more people to train and get into our business because it's such a great opportunity that we believe in and it it helps out the community. And I know that, you know, safety was a concern. You've got a brand new chief coming on board um, and, and you're doing some new things to make sure that not only 
um, the drivers, the passengers, but, you know, everyone um, feels safe and secure uh, riding the bus, whether they're taking their family to the Mall of America or uh, they are getting to the Twins game or they're going down to see the Vikings play. Um, you know, it's still a viable means of transportation, reduces our carbon footprint. And I tell you, I know me, I like to get on the bus and meet new people and talk to them. Sean has to stop me sometimes. Shalita, you don't know these people. But I just, you know, it, it takes me back to my childhood. You know, as a girl growing up, we didn't have a car. And we counted on that bus driver um, to get us from point A to point B, whether it was school or my mother going to work. And those men, because back then there were very few women driving the bus, but those men, they were like extended family. We would show them our report cards and, you know, show them, um, you know, the, the, the things that we made at school and tell them about events that we would have. And I remember my grandmother uh, had a birthday party one time and I saw like three bus drivers there with their wives because they were just like, family and you know when i talk to the operators here um you know they take such great pride in the work that they do talk to me about that yeah no you're right and it's funny you mention that because uh, that's a lot of what my experience was i grew up uh, you know for a long time in st paul on the west side and rode the big red buses when they were all red uh, now i'm in south minneapolis right off the d line and i ride that as much as i can to and from work and out doing other stuff and these bus operators, they're pillars of the community. Growing up, I remember friends who uh, uncles were bus drivers, and I got to work with those folks when I started here at Metro Transit. And so you're, you're right. You're coming into a top-notch professional organization. People take pride in what they're doing, uh, and they treat each other well, and that's one of the biggest things. You know, what happens uh, out on the street? We're going to do our best. That's my job. That's the chief's job to, to take uh, control of those situations and make sure that people have a safe work environment and our passengers have a good experience. But behind uh-huh. the scenes, the things that people don't see uh, are how we work together and help each other and support each other. Well, Brian, I just can't thank you enough. I know you got to run because you got a lot of stuff going on. Um, and I'm going to snag one of your operators so I could talk to him in just a moment. And again, uh, that Metro Transit operator hiring event is going on now at the North Loop Garage. That's where I am, 608th Avenue North in Minneapolis. You'll see the signs out there, twenty-six, sixteen an hour, $5,000 sign-on bonus. Uh, Angie's out there. In a, in a yellow vest waving in trucks and cars right now showing folks where to park and when you get here they will greet you with light and love and little light refreshments too i'm sitting up here no i ain't got no business with a sugar cookie and about to eat it as soon as this commercial break happens so brian thank you so much for doing this for our community and making these opportunities available uh for families Thank you so much, Shaletta. I appreciate all the work you've done to highlight this opportunity. And uh, as you said, folks are welcome to continue to come down today. If you can't make it today, on the 15th, we're going to have a hiring event across the street. No bus driving, but we'll still get you started with us. 
Yeah, child. Did you see me driving the bus though? Because I was rocking it. I, I and did. I, 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 I told did. somebody if if I can drive a bus, you can too, baby. I was doing that thing. I was asking them if I could play some ice cube or something and put some spinners on the bus. But they said no. Uh, Brian doesn't want you playing ice cube and putting spinners on the bus. I was telling them if I could drive a bus, you can too. It, it's forty feet, but I'm telling you, it was amazing the way the trainers just gave me that information so that I could drive around. Um, all people got to do is bring their license uh you know a valid driver's license so that you can practice driving the bus and you will see that um it is not overwhelming or frightening it is uh it's, it's doable it's possible and you can make this opportunity happen for your family brian funk chief operating officer in metro transit minnesota thank you so much again for being a part of the shaletta show thank you shaletta appreciate it have a great day all right you too and y'all stick around we've got more to come Oh, yes, baby. It is 1126. It's the Shaletta Show. Thank y'all so much for being with me this Saturday morning. Now, Josh Wheeler is in the uh, Minneapolis studio. I am at the Metro Transit hiring event. It is going on now until noon, so you still got 30 minutes to get here. Um, They are looking for bus drivers. Um, They've got a couple hundred positions to fill. And, you know, I, I just, I like being where the people are. I like being where the action is. And so I drug my butt out of the bed and said, you know what, I'm not going to broadcast today from the basement in Cottage Grove with the kids screaming and me in my pajamas. I'm going to put some clothes on and I'm going to get over there so I can see what's going on um, and, and be a part of the solution. Because the problem is that families are hurting. They don't have enough money to make it to the end of the month. And here's an opportunity for people um, to get new jobs and, and growth and benefits and, and all those amazing things that would help and bless their families. And, and so when I found out about it, I started telling everybody in my church, my social circles, uh, you know, hey, get that boy off your couch and get him on down here to this hiring event. They've got a $5,000 sign-on bonus so he can get caught up on his child support, and he can get him a futon and put a deposit on uh, a place, and you can have your retired life back. You know, because when COVID happened, so many of our adult children lost their jobs. You know, they low-hanging fruit. They just got there. And when companies start making cuts, they were the first ones to go. And a lot of them have not bounced back. And some of them not for a lack of trying. Um, and, and for some of them, they got real comfortable in the basement not having any rent to pay. Um, okay? But, you know, Metro Transit has made this an easy way and opportunity for people to come down. And the funniest thing is, I don't know if y'all have seen it, but there is video of me driving the bus. So when I found out about this event, I called them. I was like, okay, y'all going to be letting people drive the bus. That's what's going on today until noon. Um, You can apply for an operator job, but you can also get behind the wheel of a bus and actually drive it. I was like, okay, I want to see if I can actually do this thing, right? And so I came over here, uh, and I got behind the wheel. One of the trainers was there, and he was helping me drive the bus. Y'all, it's the funniest thing. You got to get on my social media timeline, either on Facebook at Shaletta Brundage or on Twitter at Shaletta is funny. There is video of me driving this bus. 
I just posted it again. I posted it a couple of weeks ago when I did it. And I'm telling you, I'm cracking up laughing. Um, and I, you know, I was there when it happened, but it is just so funny to see me. And I thought it would be overwhelming, you know, because it's 40 feet. I won't drive my own RV and it's like 32. But this thing is 40 feet. Um, but the, the trainers made me so comfortable that um, when I got behind the wheel, I felt like I was ready. And, you know, of course, they stayed on the bus with me. But it was it was an amazing experience. And now, now of course, Sean's telling me that I have to drive the RV. He was like, wait a minute, hold on. Because I didn't tell him initially because he always drives the RV. So whenever we go to Houston, that 21-hour trip, uh, he does all the driving. And he's asked me a couple of times, you want to learn how to drive? I'm like, mm-mm. No, and that's because it's so easy for him to do it, and then I sleep, or I just tell him what he's doing wrong the whole trip uh, for 21 hours, or I sing to him, which he does not want to hear. Um, and so when he found out that I had learned how to drive a bus, uh, he was like, oh, no, girlfriend, the next time we go to Houston for spring break, you will be driving. There'll be no more three-day trips to get there, three-day trips to get back because I have to stop to rest and, and, and sleep and then get back. No, 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 no. We're not going to wear me out. You're going to get it done. And, and I feel more confident now. Um, that that can happen. So again, I'm here broadcasting the show live until two o'clock. If you stop by like a couple of my church members uh, that I just saw, make sure you say hi. Look, somebody already standing at the door and heard me on the radio want to say hi, but I got the sign up that says live radio show. Okay. They laughing and walking away. Okay. Okay. I'm going to get to them during the commercial break, but be sure to stop by and say hi and let me know that you're listening. I just appreciate so much you all helping me to spread the word. If there's somebody in your circle that you know whose son or daughter, because um, I don't see enough women in here. I see it's probably seven or eight to one uh, for the men who are uh, applying for one of these Metro Transit operator um, jobs at this hiring event. But there are a few women in here. This is a job for a man or a woman. So there's somebody that you know in your circle. If your teacher is somebody's mom. Um, if you're a counselor, it's, it's one of your one of your kiddos, uh, aunts or moms or a caregiver who could really use this opportunity um, and and come up. Their families can come up financially. Be sure to help me spread the word. We'll be back. Yesterday, we had a historic day at the Minnesota State Capitol. It was Black Entrepreneurs Day presented by ShalettaMakesMeLaugh.com, my little old podcast and platform and production company. You know, I, I knew that I wanted to do something like this for Black History Month, for black businesses. Um, when I found out that there was a $17 billion surplus in the state's budget, um, I saw that my friend Dana Smith had to close her grocery store, Mini Row Market, the only African-American owned grocery store in the state uh, because she didn't have support. You know, and I watched Anissa Keys over in North Minneapolis um, creating an incubator for small black business owners and gifting them funds and her time as a mentor um, so that they uh, could stay in business and, and wouldn't lose an opportunity to see their dreams come to pass as being entrepreneurs and business owners. And I thought, well, heck, instead of watching another friend's business close and watching Anissa try to do this all by herself, let's take this to the legislators. Let's go to the Capitol. Let's, let's bring it to their house so that they can see that black business owners are out here. 
We have unique challenges that we face, and we need some help. And it was an amazing day. Such a warm reception by Governor Tim Walls and Lieutenant Governor Peggy Flanagan and, you know, Julie Blaha, Keith Ellison, Carla Begum came back to the Capitol. Um, Kristen Robbins, Melissa Hortman, Carrie Dietzig, they all took time to meet with business owners in their offices. And, you know, I had this vision, this dream, but I didn't really know how to do it. I didn't know how to rent a room at the Capitol. I didn't know who I needed to talk to. Who's on the finance committee? Uh, you know, who, who, who's a bit, which, which one of these legislators is a business owner that would be receptive to, you know, our challenges and the struggles we face and, and how they can help. So I pray and God sent me Brian McDaniel with Hilden Advocacy and Law. And he was just an angel by my side the entire time. And Brian, I just had to bring you back on the show and say thank you for all your hard work, all the expertise that you gave me. Yesterday was an amazing show of support for small black business owners who felt seen and heard. Well, in I just want to, you know, thank you for letting me be part of it. I'm getting far more uh, praise and uh, accolades from you than are deserve are deserved, but. Uh, I do uh, appreciate that. I, it, it was exactly what I thought it was going to be. You know, I never doubted you for a second. I knew that it would be, uh, you know, the rotunda at the Capitol. I knew that it would be uh, full of, uh, of uh, you know, black business owners uh, looking for a little bit of knowledge, a little bit of help. I knew that it would be full of A-list um, Minnesota, you know, political people from both parties. And I knew that uh, it was going to be something that wasn't just for television, wasn't just for attention. It was something that provided real help, knowledge uh, for the people that were there. And it's going to serve as a jumping off point for this to continue. And everything that we did, out of everything we did, all the radio, all the TV, the print ads, the the, just everything, the, the thing that will stick with me was that when I actually got to meet with some of these business owners, I learned things. I learned of problems that I didn't know exist, which I think just goes to show that the real purpose of this was not for the legislators or from the people from the government to, you know, educate the business owners. Yeah, that was part of it. But the most important thing was the business owners to educate the people in politics and in government as to what actually helps them. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I just appreciate you in, in not only helping me to organize this event, but, you know, you, you know, carved out another hour of your time to meet with business owners, you know, because everybody had a different schedule. When we talked to these businesses as they signed up, this wasn't just a portal or a mass evite. You know, these people email me individually and I say, what is it that you need help with in your business? Because everybody needs something different. And there were people who said, I need to learn how to advocate for my business. I want to talk to someone who can help me speak up and speak out for my business. And those are the people I sent your way. Um, because they said, you know what, Shaletta, my business is doing well. Uh, we've got a good customer base. We've got a good cash flow. But, you know, when it comes to speak, I'm, I'm shy. I'm an introvert. 
But um, and, and so I, I just need to talk to somebody. And, and so I sent them your way. Talk to me about some of the things that you um, are saying that you learned from those businesses who you came in contact with for your one on one sessions. Well, the the one that, you know, you know, every story was powerful and important. So I, I'm not ranking them. But the one that I felt that will probably stick with me the longest. And there were, you know, there were three groups that just popped out of my head that I personally am going to be able to help to, I, that I, you know, not even going through government that I'll be able to plug them in. So, you know, if they were, if they were chosen to go to me, they you chose uh, wisely. But the one that, the one that will stick with me was a woman. She uh, runs a business. She trains uh, certified, uh, you know, nursing assistants. Now what's happening is, the governor, the government, is providing money to Minnesota colleges to provide training for free mm-hmm. for training people to be certified nursing assistants. You know, that's a good use of government's money for sure. But what's happening is there are tremendously long wait lists to get into these, uh, you know, these government-funded programs through the Minsky system. So we need these CNAs. There is a market for these CNAs, but we don't have enough CNAs because the, the government-run programs can't train them fast enough. So, mm-hmm. so we have this woman's business that does exactly this, and she's competing with the government. So her tax dollars are being used in a way that is actually working against her business. Now, mm. that's probably not something that the, that the government really understands is going on. So, you know, being able to work with her, you know, I know somebody who not only works for the Minsky system, but, you know, is someone who has a labor background. And uh, I'm going to get them uh, hooked together because this is something that I think that if Minsky knew that they were working as – and Minsky is the state college system, I should right. uh, insider terms. But, so it's not the University of Minnesota system. It's like Mankato State, you know, St. College State, stuff right. like that. Uh, the, the, uh, so anyway, so they probably don't know that mm. – uh, that uh, what they are doing, it, it, it is having a positive impact, but it's also because it's not working with the community that it's actually working against the community. And, you know, are there things that, that they could be doing? Like when they have these long wait lists, are they providing people on the wait list with the alternatives? You can go mm. to this other place. And if they, if it's a question of workforce and that they have money but not enough people to train, you know, can they give scholarships? So that people can then take that, take those scholarships, and then go to some place like the business owner I talked to. I, 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 I think there absolutely is a pro, you know an answer to her problem if we push hard enough. And the people that I met with, they were so surprised that they can actually go and meet with their elected yes. officials. That's not something yes. that people know how to do. I do that all day. I can help them with right. that all day, but people right. don't even know that that's possible. Well, I thank one, you one, for. One, one, uh, 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 yeah, sorry, you should let Go ahead. No, I, I was just going to no, say I saying, thank you for showing them that that is a possibility. Well, I mean, here's the thing: government seems scary, and sometimes government is scary on purpose. They don't want mm-hmm. you to talk to them. They want to tell you what to do, not the other way around. But you know, the the, the state of Minnesota has eighteen billion dollars 
of our money, mm. and they can't keep it. They have to no. help us with it. They should yeah. either give it back or they should help <laughs> us with it because, because <laughs> holding on to it, holding on to it and acting like, hey, look how good we are. We, you know, we have all this money. No, that just shows that you overtaxed the citizens right, of the state of Minnesota. Right. $18 billion. So give it back or give us help. Yes, and you helped so many people. Brian McDaniel with Hilden Advocacy and Law um, joining us on the Shaletta Show. When we come back, Julie Blaha was also someone who talked to some of those business owners. I'm going to find out her perspective and what she learned from them coming up next. My sister was talking to people so she could see what was going on with black business owners at yesterday's Black Entrepreneurs Day at the Capitol. And I'm so grateful uh, to Julie Blaha uh, for being there, not only at the event at 1030 when we were in the rotunda hearing from the governor, lieutenant governor, attorney general Keith Ellison and some concerned business owners. But, you know, it was pomp and circumstance. You know, a little bit of pomp and circumstance because you got to have that. But then the real work started because at 11 o'clock from 11 to 12, legislators were meeting with Black-owned businesses, entrepreneurs, and listening to them about their concerns and then telling them what our legislature, what the government, what our politicians can do to help sustain their businesses so they're not just surviving and always looking for help, but where they are in a position finally that they can thrive and start helping other people. Julie Blaha was one of those legislators where when I called and asked her if she could block out an hour of her time on a Friday to meet with these business owners, she said yes right away. And and I can't even tell you how grateful I am for that. And she is joining me now on the John Schuster Caldwell Banker Hotline. Can I just can I just say I, I just appreciate you so much. Everybody who got a chance to talk to you felt empowered and educated and ready to get to that next level. Oh, Shaletta, thank you. This is uh you know, that was a gift to me. You know, as soon as you call it, it's like this is exactly the kind of thing that I need to do my job well. You know, I work with a local government is primarily the oversight that we provide. And local governments work if their local economies are working. And local economies only work if everybody has access to it. So it's exactly the kind of things I needed to understand. Uh, and so I had these great, great conversations um, with people. You know, I, I get to look at the numbers. You know, that's my job. I dig through the numbers. I right. do a lot of graphs. Right. But until you see, until you hear the story that's behind the, behind the mm. graph, it, they don't make any sense. So hearing what local business owners were experiencing coming out of COVID, um, intersecting with the government was really helpful. Just not only just in general, but just in my day-to-day work. Um, I think my favorite quote I, I, I heard from somebody, you know, we talk about people trying who want to work with government. You know, they have to fill out a request for a proposal. They have to go yeah. through some steps to do government. And she said, you know, it shouldn't, you shouldn't have to have a Ph.D. to complete an RFP. <laughs> and I thought, that is the best line. I'm going to put that on the wall and make sure that when we're trying to engage with people, we're not making it so re- so we're not trying to be so precise and so overdone that no one can actually connect with us. So that was an extreme. So it was that kind of really practical stuff that I got out of the day. It was great. Girl. And, you know, it's so funny because, you know, every small business owner that I talked to, because a- after they met with everybody, we all came back together and had lunch. Um, they were coming up to me and they were like, thank you. 
thank you for sending me to meet with the state auditor, Julie Blaha. You know, and they all had, um, you know, just amazing stories of, of your encounter, how they felt empowered, how they were educated. Um, you gave apparently some folks some homework to do uh, so that they could make sure that they got those opportunities. What were some of the things that you were telling these people? Because I'm telling you, when I went down to the vault to have lunch um, with uh, the 247 black business owners who showed up yesterday for Black Entrepreneurs Day, I must have heard from everybody who saw Julie Blaha and they were like, thank you. Thank you so much. I met with the state auditor and I was like, is she up there giving people coffee in Mountain Dew? What the hell is going on on the third floor in the conference room with Julie Blaha? Well, I love other people down too. I've seen people there that are just amazing. And you know, one of the things that it's all about the homework I was thinking as I'm talking to the to people I'm thinking, oh, my gosh, I want every single one of these people to run for office someday. I want them to be <laughs> really involved. And, you know, and this is the thing. Um, like, I, like I said, I work with economic development authorities. You know, that is the group mm-hmm. in, your, in your community that's trying to build local economies. And you've got to have local business owners on those uh, committees. In fact, that was one of my first committees in government. I was on an economic development authority. And, and you know, you're talking about big ideas like attracting people. You're talking about everyday ideas like making sure that you do the curbing right. So if you're driving a truck into your shop, you can actually make it without breaking the curb. You know, it, it's, 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 so you need people who are in it uh, on those committees. And not only that, they can be a great launch pad to future political work because these these practical everyday just get it done ideas are exactly what we need in leadership right now. We are talking to Julie Blaha, state auditor um, here in Minnesota. She was at Black Entrepreneurs Day at the Capitol. Uh, she was in the reception at the Rotunda, but also when the real work. Uh, got started. She and so many others like Carrie Dietzik and Carla Bingham and Melissa Portman um, and Brian McDaniel were in conference rooms, were in their offices meeting individually with those business owners. Um, in addition to, um, you know, just making the RFPs uh, easier for business owners to complete, what's the one thing that sticks out for you? What did you learn? Because Brian and Carla and, you know, Kristen Robbins and so many other uh, of the legislators were telling me, this is what I learned. I had no idea. I didn't know that that was a barrier. I didn't know that this obstacle existed. Um, you know, what What was the one thing that you say you learned about um, being an African-American business owner in the state of Minnesota? Well, you know, one of the things, since people knew that I work with oversight, right, the idea of making sure we're all playing by the rules so everybody's got a fair shot, Mm -hmm. uh, it was uh, how many people were saying, you know, I need you to enforce those rules. I expect people to enforce those rules. I follow those rules, and you know, the only way that things are going to work fairly is if everybody's following following Mm -hmm. the same rules. So this idea, you know, people talk about regulations and things, and there's this myth that businesses are all trying to get out of them, and they're not. They want fair regulations so that everyone's playing by the rules. Because if you're not, your market will fail. The wrong products will will rise to the top. So you know what? They want to make sure that we're doing good oversight so that everybody is on an equal playing field field. And, and again, I think that that's, and that makes sense. You know, if you're a black business owner, you are deeply connected to your community. So you need things to run fairly because it's, it's your family, it's your neighbors, it's your church. It's, it's the people you deeply care about. So you want to make sure things are fair 
and um, consistent. And, and so it just it just reminded us how important it is and how people do want to do things right. They want to do it right. They want to do it fairly. And uh, they want to make sure it's something they can understand well enough to actually follow the rules because they want to do it. They want to do things right. That was great. Well, you helped us to have a great event. You helped so many business owners. I just can't thank you enough for your time and for empowering and educating them um, and for being a listening ear for them uh, and a sounding board. Julie Blaha, Minnesota State Auditor, thank you so much for what you did yesterday for all those black entrepreneurs, and thank you for being on the Shaletta Show. Oh, it's always a treat. I can't wait to talk to all these people again. It was great. I know, girl. We said we're going to do it again next year. Um, And so we are going to gear up for that as well as some programming and, you know, work with Brian and Dr. Artika Tyner to get some real um, concrete things squared away so that these business owners can flourish. Now, y'all don't go anywhere. Stick around. There's two more hours of the Shaletta Show coming up right here on News Talk 830 WCCO. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love. Hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Get your head in the financial game with smart investing and budgeting tips straight from the nerds. NerdWallet's experts will set future you up for success with dependable fact-based insights. No financial misinformation allowed. Learn how to save on your summer vacation. Find your next credit card or loan for a big purchase and invest in your next index fund. Make smarter decisions in 2024. Follow NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app.